This is Sam from the Masculine Journey podcast, and our goal with the podcast is help you to try to find your way in this difficult world. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. I knew that everything just felt right in this moment, and this was my dress. Like the whole day. <sighs> Carrie, are you saying yes to the dress? Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Dusty, Dusty says yes to the dress today on the Christian Car Guy show. Yes. And if we could get Bob on, there you go. I'm not hearing Bob yet. He is on that fourth mic, actually. There you go. R five four nine. There he is. <laughs> so yes, you might be wondering what does this mean? Dusty says yes to the dress. Oh, if what a treat we have for you today on the Christian Car Guy Show. In my opinion, obviously, we will understand why we are saying Dusty says yes to the dress. And you may know, if you know me well, that this is one of my favorite worship songs. However, it is the theme song to say yes to the dress. It was written by Kristen Bush, who I'm absolutely cons- just know that he's talking about what I'm going to talk about today in so many different ways. And But before I get there, i got to tell you that today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter pay, which has to do with your face or your mouth. Because actually the blessing of God, you know, when it says, may God shine his face upon you in the ironic blessing, right? That his face is, is represented by that Hebrew letter And so we all want the blessing. We all want God to look down and smile on us. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, Bob, but I think it's absolutely true that if you see a baby anywhere, checkout line or wherever, what are you going to do? You're going to smile at it. I can't help it. And for some reason, little people are drawn to me. Uh, My wife can't figure it out, you know, uh, but just. They rent, they, they, they sense your childlike spirit and they're like oh there's another kid i want to go hey he's like me (laughs) and so so much of saying yes to the dress has to do with the childlike spirit but it also has to do with that big smile you see 
you've got a little God spark in you, like everybody does. And that God spark, when he sees another human being, he wants to make them smile. It's automatic. But in a baby that's sweet and innocent, you just want to make them smile. You just do. And when they smile, I mean, it just gives you that warm feeling all over. That's no accident. And it's so connected to what I want to talk about is saying yes to the dress. Here's how. So I can't even believe how this never would have happened without the Christian Car Guys show. But last Saturday, I got to officiate my very first wedding. And amazingly, even more amazing than just getting to officiate a wedding, how about your daughter's wedding, right? Like that's, how about your youngest daughter's wedding? Absolutely. That's just amazing. And lots of stories go behind that. But, but just to, to, to crack off the, you know, the idea of where we're going with this, obviously my daughter had said yes to the dress and her husband, D, um, and they were, we met, you know, like you would if you're going to marry somebody and we talk about stuff. Right. And, and, and really he had a delightful, um, few months leading up to the wedding in so many different ways. And Dee and Mariah made it very obvious to me that what they wanted to have happen at their ceremony was that they felt like there were some people in the audience that were coming to the wedding that weren't necessarily Christians or didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And they said the most important thing about this wedding is this may be the only time these people ever get a chance to hear how to get there, how to say yes to the dress, how to, how to be, you know, get that invitation for the big wedding that's coming on at the end, right? Or the, the wedding supper of the lamb. How do I, how do I say yes to that dress? Right. And so they said that, you know, that's what we want. They said, make the, the vows simple and fast. We just want to get married, which they did. Okay. But what they wanted, the bulk of the ceremony to be essentially the gospel or, or how to get to know Jesus. Right. And, and so like, man, well, to complicate this issue a little bit, as God often allows me to complicate my life. I double booked the day. <laughs> so I had a lot going on last week. I, I was at the man up conference, as you may know, last week, um, Jerry Mathis, uh, you know, stood in for me while I was actually speaking Saturday morning to this men's conference. And, and so as part of this story, Bob, um, I spoke at nine 30 and I was supposed to be done at 10 30. And for once in my life, I actually was, um, and I got really emotional at the end cause God really gave me something to deliver to those men. And, um, I, I did, I, I was weeping pretty good. And, and my friend Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, good, good friend that I helped you know, produce his radio show. He was emceeing the event. It was actually his event. And, and he comes up after I speak and he puts his arm around me and, and he says, you know, Robbie, I, I don't think I've cried like that in a while. <laughs> You know, it was emotional what happened. He said, but now I want everybody, I want everybody to reach out with their right hand and then reach out further, he said. And now I want you to pray for Robbie because he is leaving here and he's going to go officiate his youngest daughter's wedding. And oh my goodness, did God answer that? That was one of the, you know, I wondered a lot about, should I do this? Should I do this conference? But that prayer of all, there's probably 200 men in the room from what I understand, 18 different states all over the country, those men praying for me, I, I am absolutely convinced made all the difference 
in my daughter's wedding in, in so many different ways in the, in the way that God did that. So, you know, really, really neat when you take on something that you don't know you can do, like marry your daughter, um, officiate the wedding that is, and God gives you something like you can, he will give you a download. And, and so as I began to prepare this message, I wanted something neat that was about a wedding, but still at the same time would be a presentation of how Jesus died for us that we could all, you know, get to heaven. And so he gave me this, I, this whole concept of how the, the Bible begins with a wedding, right? Adam marries Eve, you know, the two become one flesh, that whole idea. In the middle, there's a wedding, right? They're, 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 they're Jesus' first miracle is at a wedding, and he turns the water into wine to add a little color to the painting that God is wanting to paint about marriage. And at the end, in the book of Revelation, you'll see, you know, here comes the wedding supper of the Lamb. This is the big crescendo, okay? It's what's going to happen. And Jesus even talked about, and so that, that, that there would be invitations sent and then that, that people would have to put on the wedding clothes, okay? And this is the idea of saying yes to the dress. Well, you know, very cool. I was telling my, my sister about this, and, you know, every, and she said, you know, we were talking about every young girl dreams of her wedding day. So you, you hear in Christian books, Christian um, Bush's song where he says, the day's the day you've been waiting for, right? And, and, and little girls begin to think about their wedding. You know, my daughter, my sister said she would take bed sheets, white bed sheets, and she would twirl around the room, right? Thinking about the day that that, that would be her wedding day, right? And, and, and saying yes to the dress is a big, big deal. And starting forever now, right? Because when you get married, Bob, how long is it for? Ever. Right. Forever. Until death do you part, right? And, and so, but you want to start that as quickly as you possibly can. This, um, and Harry met Sally. That was his famous line. He says, you know, when I, you know you've met the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want to start that out as soon as possible. And, and there's forever now, right? Which is obviously connected to what Jesus did. But we got a problem, right? And our problem, and here's what I try to describe, in the wedding was that, you know, poor Adam, he listened to his wife, <laughs> which is a problem in a marriage. Okay. Not if you, not everybody should listen to their wife, but they've got a priority above their wife and that would be God. And so God told him not to eat of that fruit. However, Adam chose to eat from that fruit. Now it's, it's very critical in this story to know that Adam, the word Adam is the root of it is Adama, which means dust, okay? Thus you have dusty, says yes to the dress, okay? Adama means dust. And it's all coming together here. When we get back, you'll, we'll finish up on, on, on this. But we want to hear your story of when you said yes to the dress. If you want to call in at 866-348-7884. So much more coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Carrie, are you saying yes to the dress?
Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Show. And today we're talking about Dusty says yes to the dress. And so if you missed the first segment there, we're talking about Adam. Adam, when he listened to his wife and he ended up, right, with God cursing the ground. But what you may not have ever put together is when he cursed the ground, he was cursing Adam because Adam was made from dust, right? And curse in Hebrew is is significant to the story because it just means that God turns his face from you. You see, if God turns his face towards you, you get the blessing. May God, you know, that's the ironic blessing. You know, may he lift his countenance upon you. He will give you that big sunshine smile to bring that smile out in your face. Well, you see what happened, unfortunately, when Adam sinned. When he listened to his wife, unfortunately, and ate that fruit, then for the first time ever, he felt something he'd never felt alone. When you talk about uh, he shouldn't have listened to his wife, (laughs) uh, I'm a much better man when I see her counsel. Well, if it's... If it's not in in complete disregard of what God has said, yes, yes. absolutely. Hey. Right, there you go, there you go. Because we don't want God to turn His face from us. That that's not good. But see, Adam did that, and so he was the first person to experience nakedness. He was the f- first person to need to say yes to the dress. Okay, because he now felt alone, and he felt unloved for the first time ever. Why? Because God had to turn his face. Because God's love and, and his light is so bright, he would literally have, have turned him into a holocaust. I mean, he would have post-toasted him immediately if he turned his face towards sin. It just this you can't do it. So Adam stepped out of that, and for the first time, and so when you were born, and I bet you didn't live long before you started to feel lonely, alone. Nobody understands me. Nobody really gets me. I'm not really chosen. And so little girl's dream of the day when Prince Charming comes, right, and chooses, like they want me and they understand me and somebody finally gets me and all those things. And so our heart longs really for forever now. And God painted that picture with the wedding, you see, and that's that was what what happened. But when you really think about what what, what the result was of Adam's decision, this poor Dusty needed some clothes okay he just did and god was literally dying to look at him again literally dying and so he he came up with this plan to send his own son his only son right to go up on a cross eventually that's where he would go where he could get up off the dust right if you think about the the cross was up off the ground, which was cursed. And it was a tree, which is always right. It's always at a right angle because it needs to be in the sun. Like we all need to actually see God's face. So Jesus was on this tree that was up off the ground. And then when you think about it, what happened was the blood dripped out of his side that was pierced. Now, where did the rib come that made Eve to begin with? It was out of that same place it was Adam's side and so the blood dripped out and it touched the what the Adama the ground and all of a sudden Dusty got his dress and for those who believe that and those who believe that Jesus 
is who he said he was and that God really does want to shine his face on. He really does want you to say yes to the dress. When you say, yes, I know that that was God. And when you believe that with your whole heart and when you, when you say, oh yeah, I get it. And you want to walk with him. In other words, now that you know that he can look at you you begin to like, oh man, I can read his word and get to know more about him. I can get to understand how to walk in that light that I now have because he's, he's going to be putting a sunshine smile on you, Bob, and, and he's going to be wanting to see you smile every chance you get. And every time you, you need it, he's going to turn around. So, of course, I got to do this wedding, right? And, and as that happened, you know, my, my two daughters are going to be, you know, just like a lot of families, they didn't always just see eye to eye very much. And so I was actually kind of surprised when Mariah asked her older sister to um, be her one of her bridesmaids. But I was just so thrilled that she chose to do that, right? She chose her dad to marry her, chose her sister as her bridesmaid. And, uh, but I was a little concerned about how this might go. <laughs> well, you know, as often as the case, the technology just is blowing up all over for me on Saturday. It did when I did my presentation in, in Charlotte. And then I was supposed to hook up the sound system, as you might know, being in radio. I know something about sound. And one of our ministries had that. And it wasn't work. And I was supposed to get dressed, you know, myself, say yes to my suit so that I could do the officiating. And I couldn't get the sound system. So I ran over to where the grooms were. And when I ran over there, Bob, you know what? They had broken out into this prayer that was going on and on and I, I needed to talk to somebody so it was actually kind of annoying but when I thought about it later like oh that's exactly what needed to happen you know so I ran away from there to go because I needed to find a, a, a pair of pliers and I went over to where the bridesmaids were and they had broken out into spontaneous prayer which I found out later nobody planned this it just we're all praying like crazy every one of the bridesmaids every one of the groomsmen you know, my daughter said the prayer that totally, you know, just broke her up, almost lost her makeup before she ever went down the aisle, was her sister's prayer. In fact, she said to me, she said, I have never seen Tess, her sister, so happy, so calm, having so much fun in all my life, right? So I was, I was just blown away that, the, that I was thinking back to the prayer that Nikita's men prayed for me, right? And, and thinking about how these grooms, when we were praying for all that was going on, right? Well, later after the wedding, my, my wife overhears Dee, my, my now son-in-law's sister say, you know, I've never seen Dee so happy, having so much fun, it's so much peace in his whole life, right? And there's more, lots more when we come back, but we are so interested in your story when you said yes to the dress. What that conjures up for you, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Dusty says yes to the dress. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Carrie, are you saying yes to the dress?
Dusty says yes to the dress today on the Christian Car Guy shows. We talked about Adam. Um, <laughs> it's Dusty. And what I have not told you, which I think is absolutely amazing, is that what God knew is that one of the groomsmen there would be named Dusty. Right. And so as the groomsmen were actually, you know, filing out as they do in the recessional, you know, Dusty put his arm around me and he said, man, I didn't know that the whole service was going to be about me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, that was just one of the really cool things. But another one of the things, right, that Tess said about her sister, right? We heard what Mariah said about her sister, and nobody knew that what these other people had said, but these are Tess's exact words about her sister Mariah. I have never seen Mariah so calm. I've never seen Mariah so happy. I've never seen Mariah have so much fun. And, you know, if that's the bride, calm, the bride happy, the bride having fun, like, man, that prayer, you know, it really, really answered, really, really answered. But I told all the people as we were lining up there, you know what? You all got an invitation. Every single person, you got an invitation and, and, and you had to make a decision where you're going to come to this wedding or not. And before you uh, showed up, you, you had to put on some clothes and you didn't just put on any ordinary clothes because you knew it was a wedding. Well, you know, Jesus is saying, he has set you up a dress that's unbelievably white and it's unbelievably pure. And that idea of forever now to truly feel loved, to truly feel accepted, to not feel alone anymore, to feel like somebody really does understand you, right? To have somebody to truly walk through life for, you know, the, the neat thing about saying yes to the dress, Jesus's dress is I know from personal experience, like, man, when I said yes to that dress, like it changed everything now. Yes, I get to go to heaven. Yes, I get to spend eternity with you. And I hope all of you that are listening today. But also, I, 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 there's no, no comparison to what my life has been ever since. And, and, and that's available. It, it, the forever now that, that it's actually talked about. So another aspect of a wedding that I had really never been a father of the bride. Have you ever been a father of the bride, Bob? No. I've seen it a lot. There's two other aspects. Number one, you're supposed to walk your daughter down the aisle. And the pastor is supposed to say, who gives this woman, right? You know, it's a little challenging when you're the pastor, right? Um, But the way that that my daughter arranged it was for her, um, you know, future father-in-law to actually stand in that role and ask that question. And then he sat Tammy down after, and Tammy walked with me down the aisle with Mariah. And so all three of us went. And so when he asked that question, who gives this woman, both Tammy and I, both of us, we do, you know, that was really, that was really cool. But another part that I got to do was there's a toast, right? At the, at the reception that the father of the bride gets to give. And I, you know, like a lot of people, I'm, I'm, what am I supposed to put in this toast? So, you know, I'm looking at videos and you do, somebody said, this is an opportunity for you to thank all the people who are responsible, you know, to, to put into the wedding. But one of the big people you need to thank really is your wife. And that, it was like God sent that message to me and hit me in the heart so hard I couldn't even believe it. Now I want you to think about it. 
here is an opportunity for you to publicly thank your wife. Because, right, would there even be a Mariah if it weren't for Tammy? Uh, no. And, and, you know, my wife was very instrumental in me coming to her. I was not a Christian when I met Tammy. <laughs> okay. I mean, like I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have said yes to the dress without, you know, that part of my life happening. And then, oh my goodness, all the diaper changes, all that she did to invest in our life, our very family, right? And, and Mariah was our third child. So she had had all that experience. And so I just broke up. I mean, I was just totally overwhelmed on how thankful I was that God brought Tammy into my life. I mean, oh my goodness, think about it. She, that is your family. That is like my foundation. That is like, and I get a chance to publicly, right, with the gifts that God gave me, thank my wife in front of all these people. Oh, was that an opportunity? I mean, it just, it, it makes my heart sing to see it again and, and to know, you know, I could see it hit Tammy as like it hit me. Like how, how lucky are we? that we had this family, that we, that, w that we were able to experience all this. And her best friend, you know, comes up to her all teary-eyed out, like, I just can't believe Robbie, you know, that was just beautiful. And, and, and it was, you know, it was God giving it to me, but it's really a neat thing to know that when you have these opportunities to say these toasts, like who, yes, I'm thankful for the wedding planners. I'm thankful for the other families that worked so hard and everybody that did everything for that wedding. But guess what? There's one person other than God that really is just owes this like unbelievable amount of gratitude. What an opportunity you have for that, right? I believe you hit it out of the park. It sounds like. Well, God did. You know, he 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 uh, he was answering a lot of prayers. But I have one other group to thank today. It's you, because. This show, over the years, right? I would never know about Say Yes to the Dress if it hadn't been for a radio show I did, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the first time I heard that song. Why did I hear it? Because I was doing a Christian car guy show where I was trying to think through what God was teaching me, and he put me on that. And, and so many aspects of what I'm describing today that was celebrated for my youngest daughter happened as a result of you listening and, 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 and supporting this ministry and the emails and the calls and the ways I've ways I felt God entered into my life through the Jesus labor love, helping out single moms and widows and you, Bob, I mean, you know, one of my dearest, you know, co-hosts ever like, man, I mean, I love them all, but you know, it's always, it's, you know, you've been a huge part of my life for years and years. We've done life together. We have, and we've done it abundantly. And, uh, when you were talking about being double booked the day of the wedding, it, it just, so many feelings rushed into me because, uh, the day Lori and I got married, I double booked. <laughs> We had told everybody at church that we were going to do it really simple, um, and we're going to get married next Sunday after church, and if you can stay, we'd love for you to stay, and if you can't, you know, we understand. And uh, so the next Sunday after after church, we paused for a minute. We gave uh, the people that needed to leave a minute to leave, uh, gave friends and family that hadn't come to the service 
you know, the regular church service that were coming for the wedding, gave them time to get in, and then Lori and I went down. Uh, went down, and, well, she came down and met me, and, and uh, we got married that day right there. And uh, <clears throat> the very same day, I gave a, I guess, a inspirational speech about or talk about why we needed our family life center. And this is way back in 2005, uh, a very long time ago. But now that family life center stands and and somebody says, you really put a lot on your plate that day. Don't you think you overdid it? I says, well, if I get nervous about getting married, <laughs> I'll think about having to give the uh, the talk about giving and, and let's build this building. And then if I get nervous about the talk, I'll think about, well, you got to get married in a little bit. So it gave me something uh, less voids in my head, you know, because if, if you're standing around with an empty plate, something's going to land on <laughs> <laughs> and I had a very full plate, so uh, there was uh, no interference or no interruptions, and uh, we and, just pulled off an amazing, amazing day. And you had a precious time with your dad, too, right? Oh, it was so amazing. My dad, I had disappointed that man all my life, uh, just uh, many, many, many times. But I had always seen him stand up in front of a group stand up in front of a group to pray before we eat, stand up in front of a group to tell them how we were going to do this. It spoke, I'd seen him speak. And so for some reason I thought that meant that I might have, I might be able to talk to the congregation about giving more and building this building. And my dad had come, uh, he came for the church service too, and uh, so he could be there. And he was my best man that day. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, it was just such an amazing day to see the pride on his face when I walked down from the pulpit after giving the uh, the talk about giving and, and building the Family Life Center. You know, because there were times he wanted to throw me back and probably <laughs> should have. I <laughs> will be right back with your calls, we hope. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Carrie? Are you saying yes to the dress? Days, days Dusty says yes to the dress today on the Christian Car Guys show. And uh, like, man, forever now, Bob. Uh, the story I was telling before, uh, or the actual event I was describing uh, before, I mean, it was just the greatest day of my life. Uh, there's nothing that compares to that day. Uh, not only did I get to marry the the woman that made my life complete and uh, – and just and so, she is like oh, oh, amazing. Oh, she amazing. Is. She I, is I'm a great you. character. She has a great character. She's a great person. She's very tolerant of me and my numerous shortcomings. And we should and, say she handles a lot of the stuff for the Jesus Labor Love. She's our bookkeeper, whatever you want to call it. Keeps me straight. Keeps Terry straight. Like she, she's critical to the equation. <laughs> and, and she does that for a lot of things. Um, 
she she's just so giving and caring and it's just amazing that I got to marry her that day. I got to see my dad completely ecstatic with me uh, for being smart enough to marry her and being able to speak in public as he did, as I saw him do for so many years, and uh, finally stop being the person I had been for a while. And, uh, you know, Miss Lori's a part of that. Uh, you know, the the corrections in my life, a lot of them started right there with her. And, you know, it's just, it was just an awesome, awesome, awesome day. And uh, apparently we did okay at convincing the church that we needed the Family Life Center because just a very short. The fruit is in the, yeah, it's yeah, right there. It was right there. And uh, so it was obvious that God then turned his face, right? And when he starts shining, you know, you think about what happened to the dirt when God turned his face from her, all sorts of weeds grew up and lawlessness breaks out when God doesn't shine his face. Well, see, right? I wasn't involved with the youth or anything at right. church until after Lori and I became married. And, and uh, yeah. you know, we, it just it just came full circle. And, and when God shows up, love shows up. And and love is law. It's an interesting thing. You think that lawlessness, well, lawlessness lead, leads to all sorts of dejection and rejection and all sorts of stuff. But love... I mean, what does Jesus say? This commandment I give you, love one another. I mean, there, when, you, when you realize what happens when he shines his face is all those things that your heart really longs for begins to begin to break out all over the place. And, and uh, you know, at the end of Isaiah 40, which, by the way, that chapter starts with comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, right? So here comes some comfort because at the end of the thing, it says those who wait on the Lord. Right, are going to rise up like wings on eagles, right? And I, I, that's something I studied this week that I wanted to share with you. That the idea of that is a lot. To, the Hebrew it is is spectacular to me. And here's the practical aspect of it: that comfort comes from faith, and. If you believe God is who he says and all we have described today, you really believe that God is like, what do you have to worry about? Absolutely nothing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. If you really believe that, but then how do you really know whether or not God is with you? How do you know that you have drawn near? He says, drawn near to me. How do you know he's there? There's the question that I had in my mind. Like, God, how do I know? Well, if you look earlier in Isaiah 40, you'll see that when he said, speak to my people, which is, the word word. And, and, and honestly, when you think about holiness, it has all sorts of things to do with being there in time and space. And so Bob and I both know that your wife will often speak to you, but you don't know a thing she said. Why? Because you, A, weren't close enough, or B, you were in a different time. You were thinking about something before or after you weren't there, right? And so how do you know if you're, close to God. If you're truly in that place where you're waiting on him, because that word wait is kava, which means close, closed in, in, in a holy place. How do you know if you're there? Well, if you hear his voice, because in order to hear somebody speak, in order to understand what it is that they said, you have to be both close to them in proximity, but you also have to be in the same time zone. Okay. You got to be exactly where they are in time and in place. 
So you wonder, how can you hear from God? Well, he wrote a whole book, like start reading it and it won't be long and you'll start hearing something in your soul that you never heard before and you can be with him in time and place. But what do you do when you're on the road and you're mad at that guy that just pulled out in front of you? Ah, that's when you can be still, right? And go, God, talk to me, talk to me, right? And that idea of talk to me goose, right? Because the Holy Spirit is the goose, right? And that's the ancient idea of the Holy Spirit was the goose. So if you hear from God, you say, God, tell me something about what I should be doing right this minute. And if you hear his voice in your soul, it's holy. The reason is, is because you're close to him in both time and space. You're in the same time zone as he's in, and you're in the same place where he is. And when you do that, you will rise up right? You'll get up off the the ground. That's so important because what's the ground? Cursed, okay? So you will rise up like wings like eagle in faith. That eagle has everything to do with faith. The first letter in the word eagle is a nun, and that's because it has to do with faith. It's the same first letter that has to do with comfort. It's faith. And so when you have that faith, you rise up, and then you'll run and not go weary, right? You'll walk and not be faint. Here's why. Because if you know you're doing what God asked you to do, like when, when, the, when the building was on fire and you felt God say, you need to have devotion, right? Did you get worried? Right? You rose up like wings on eagles. That was the, that was the strongest point, uh, one of the strongest moments and, and time periods of my life. Uh, I didn't, I had no doubt. I had no fear. Uh, because you I, heard, I was positive about right. everything. I remember we're we're gonna be fine. I remember, <laughs> we're gonna I, be you know, it's so crazy that I saw that smoke that day, and I was like, "What in the world is on fire over there by Bob's?" Yeah, uh, Bob's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my past, present, and future was sitting there on fire. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, there, there you go. But you know, you think back to times in your life when you heard. And a lot of times it was in a crisis moment, right? Like when I got crushed between those two cars and I fell to the ground and I cried out and I heard and I felt his presence. It's holy. But and, you were able to make humor that day. You told me <laughs> that. You told me that. And I'm like, wow, you know? Yeah, I asked the guy if he had good insurance. Because <laughs> it was... <laughs> Yeah, but why could I do that? I'll tell you why. Because I had faith. You know, in other words, I knew somehow God had told me it's going to be okay. That guy does not know that. He doesn't have any comfort right this minute. And you gave him comfort with your, (laughs) you know, with your humor. And and that was so awesome. You you warmed my heart when you told that story that sit here trapped between two vehicles. All right. Well, here comes the other story of the wedding you got to hear. So I had copy and pasted the vows, right? And so when I said to my daughter, do you take... You know, Donald Ray Stewart to be your happily wedded wife. <laughs> and she looks at I had the mic on her and she looks at me and she goes, Really, Dad? <laughs> and I said, Well, Mariah, later on I said, You know, you asked me to marry you, and so when you get to that, you get the whole package. <laughs> yeah, we, you get it all or none. Well, there you go. We can't, you know. But anyway, I am really, really, really grateful that you listen to Dave. Every one of you and, and all the radio stations that carry this. I mean, it really, it, it does so much for my life and my friend, Bob. I am so grateful. And I just hope you guys have a blessed day and, and spend some time listening to him. It'll be holy, I promise. 
This is the Truth Network.